Welcome to Everything Co-op, bringing you information on how cooperatives can help improve your quality of life. This show is being sponsored by the National Co-op Bank, NCB. The NCB is dedicated to strengthening communities nationwide for the delivery of banking and financial services for the nation's cooperatives, their members, and other socially responsible organizations. For more information on the power of community ownership, visit ncb.coop. That's ncb.coop. Now stay tuned for your host, Vernon Oaks. Welcome, everybody. This is Vernon Oaks. Welcome to Everything Co-op. We talk about co-ops, and we talk about every aspect of co-ops. And today, I'm at Greenbelt. I'm in Greenbelt, Maryland, and we have quite a few people around the table that's going to be talking to you today about the New Deal Cafe, about the food co-op and the pharmacy, the credit union, and we've got the news review, and Greenbelt Homes is 1500 1,600 units uh, since the 30s and the 40s. They've been around a long time. Okay, so we're going to start off talking to Leela Mack this morning, who is the coordinator of the Greenbelt Cooperative Alliance. And she was on the program six years ago, the first month we got started. Yes. Six that, years ago, October. That was, a, that was a lot of fun. And this here, that you can do it remotely uh, on location, very exciting. So... Yes, I moved to Greenbelt 45 years ago because... You were oh, one year old. Well, no, unfortunately, <laughs> I had a one-year-old son, so that, yeah, really, I wasn't one. Okay. <laughs> but the, the interesting thing, I was, we were looking for a house that we could afford, and we saw ads in the, in the Washington Post, and we found um, a co-op here in, in Greenbelt, and we also saw a single-family house nearby, and I looked at that single-family house, and then I looked at the GHI house, the co-op in Greenbelt, and I said, in that single-family house, there is no place I would walk to. There is nothing I would do there. So we moved to GHI, and uh, it's been a wonderful life here. For many years, I uh, served as the information specialist at GHI, and very exciting things that I got to do there. One of the things I got to do was to um, actually look through all of the original drawings of the town and to you know, organize them and collate them and get them all ready to send off to the University of Maryland. And that was, a, that was an interesting project. So, you know, I've been involved with many of the co-ops here in, in Greenbelt, and I often tell people that if the citizens of Greenbelt looked around and said, we need this, we need that, they'll all look around and they'll say, well, what we need is a co-op to do that. That's right. If you want to solve any problem, that's what you start a co-op to solve any community problem. Well, absolutely, because cooperatives are member-owned, democratically controlled local businesses, and people get together and do it. All right. If someone talked to Amethyst a minute, she's the music coordinator of the New Deal Cafe. Good morning. Good morning. And what does the music coordinator do? Well, I schedule all the bands that perform here at the New Deal Cafe. We have live music six nights a week, and uh, it's a great place to experience live music. In uh, Actually, recently in the City Paper, we were selected as one of the best places to experience live music in the D.C. area. And it's wonderful because we are a cooperative. 
we uh, make music uh, very accessible to the community. We never charge a cover. Instead, we have tip canisters on all the tables, and we ask our patrons to be as generous as possible, and all of that goes to the bands. And we have a great selection of music. It varies anywhere from folk to rock to Celtic, which we'll be having tonight in celebration of Celtic Samhain, also known as Halloween. Okay, okay, thank you. <laughs> we have blues, uh, we have world music of all kinds, we have jazz. Uh, it's a great place to, to come check us out. And New Deal the co-op. Yes, we are a cooperative. This will be our 24th year. We have a board of directors. We have food contractors. Um, DC Vegan is our food contractor with Michael and Leah Moon. And we have lots of volunteers that, that help keep this place running. In fact, we couldn't do it without our volunteers. So, All right. So you can come in. I've even come out here and danced. Oh, please dance. Yeah. We love dancing. Okay. And you can come to 113 Centerway in Greenbelt to the New Deal Cafe. Correct. And what time does the music start? Uh, the music starts during the week. It usually starts uh, rolling around 7.30. And on Fridays and Saturdays, it's 8.30. And on Sundays, it's 7. So it's kind of an early night, earlier night. So it's, uh, it's come on out, have dinner, have a few drinks, enjoy live music. We have a smaller, more intimate back room. So you are right there with the band. Okay. Good news. So, Leela, you've been here for 45 years, and now you are the coordinator of the Greenbelt Cooperative Alliance. How many, how many co-ops are in Greenbelt? Because I just drove down. Uh-huh. I came up, for everybody that don't know where Greenbelt is, I came up the Baltimore-Washington Expressway, um, or 295, and it's right where 495 and 295 okay. intersect. And when you come down the road here, I saw a sign saying, Co-op Month. Oh, yeah. It's a big banner. <laughs> yeah, because we have... Okay. We have seven co-ops currently, and we're always looking to uh, potentially form more. So we, we, we talked about the New Deal Cafe. Uh, we have the nursery school co-op. We have the housing co-op. We have the credit union. We may have uh, another credit union at the other edge of town, too. And, um, you yeah, know, we have the consumer food co-op. Uh, and then we have a, the newest co-op is the makerspace repair co-op. Makerspace Repair? Yeah. In Greenbelt Homes. In Greenbelt Homes, yeah. And the News Review, because the News Review, our community, uh, we like to say it's a worker co-op, but they don't get much pay. (laughs) 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 But, you know, we couldn't couldn't really um, keep on touch of all the things happening in Greenbelt without the the News Review. (laughs) Okay. So, let's see, where are we going to go now? Let's talk about the homes, the 1,600 homes at Greenbelt. Steve, you've been on the program, just like uh, Lita Mack has been on. But just give us a little history of Greenbelt Homes. So, uh, hi, I'm Steve Skolnick, and uh, Greenbelt Homes was a community built as a new town in the 1930s. It was a new deal uh, program of the Franklin Roosevelt administration that wasn't built as a cooperative. It became a cooperative in 1952 when the federal government uh, decided that they needed to divest ownership in the town. And uh, the um, extremely far-sighted and brave residents of, uh, of the town 
got together, got themselves a mortgage, and formed the cooperative uh, at that time. And Greenbelt Homes has been successfully providing affordable housing since 1952. And uh, we are happy to say that we're extremely um, healthy financially, and we are we're in year four right now of a five-year $25 million renovation program. $25 million. I did say that. And, you did. And, and, here's, <laughs> and we did pay that. And, and here's the best part. We're doing the entire thing with our own funds, no bank loans, no mortgages. Woo-hoo. And that is something that we're very proud of. And we'll be at the you know at the uh, the end of that five-year program, we'll be continuing on saving money for the next $25 million renovation 30-some-odd years from now. So uh, we work very hard to keep our housing affordable, and uh, we are very happy to have 1,600 homes, and that's what we do for a living. Fantastic. And you're the president of? The president of the board of directors. President of the board. And how many right. board members do you it's have? It's a nine-member board, and then we so have... So these are members that, that live there. Yes. They elect the board, and the board... Sets the policies and processes. Yes, that's exactly right. We do self-governance here, and uh, self-governance and self-management. Well, yes, we we hire a general manager, so we do have a professional staff, and we have electricians and plumbers and carpenters uh, to take care of the homes in-house. So uh, we do do contracting, of course, for things like tree maintenance and such. Uh, road maintenance, but uh, but we do take care of the buildings ourselves with our own staff. We have a wonderful general manager who also was on your program yep. by the name of Eldon Ralph. Yep. Yes. So, 1930, 40, and 50, this was out in the boondocks. You were out in the sticks. Uh, yes, that's it's exactly close right. now. When it was 495 was not here. Yeah, and that's right. When it was originally built, of course, it really was in the sticks, and um, there was a kind of a shuttle arrangement um, that uh, people took to the trolley car in Berwyn Heights, which is about a mile and a half from here, and that's how folks got downtown to go to work every okay. day. And uh, most people didn't have a car at that point in time. It was a depression after all. Okay. Uh, an interesting story about being out in the boondocks. Okay, Leela, when you because there's so many people when you talk for the people out there and me, say your name. Okay, this is Lita. I just I, I always think this is a very interesting story. When the town was being built, the federal government knew that it was in the middle of nowhere and they would need to have stores and other kinds of services for the residents who moved here. So they talked to regular business people, would you set up a store? Well, you know what happens when a capitalist says is asked to set up a store, he says, how much profit am I going to get? And the ants thought, no, we're not going to get anything, so we don't want to do that. So then the, the federal government looked at cooperatives and um, talked to Edward Filey, who you may know as the person who had the bargain basements, always made a lot of money on those, but he didn't want to spend his money on things like yachts or so forth. He liked to spend his money and put it into a foundation to set up credit unions and co-ops. And he said, I'll give you the money to set up co-op stores here in Greenbelt, with the understanding that within two years, the residents would buy shares and own it themselves. And that's what happened. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So that's how we got Greenbelt Supermarket and Pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Originally, the original one. Yes. Okay, so Jill. I'm Jill, yes. Jill Stevenson. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. So be, right before we take break, tell us a little bit about Greenbelt Supermarket and Pharmacy. Well, this 
particular uh, food co-op has been here since for 35 years. But as uh, Lita said, there's been a food co-op here, you know, since the beginning. Since, okay. since the beginning. And we're also a pharmacy. We are community-owned. And we have, you know, 7,000, well, actually we have 8,000 members. And um, we uh, have everything from beer and wine to natural foods, organic food. Um, we have a bakery. We have meat, produce. We have a fabulous salad bar. Um, everything that you could possibly get at any other grocery store, we have it here at uh, the co-op. Fantastic. Okay, and we also have Dory Bates from the Food Co-op. Right, I'm just I'm uh, I'm a member who's very involved with the co-op, and that's one of the great things about all of our co-ops is how active our members are and how supportive they are. All of us, I think, can speak to the engagement of our community, which is a cooperative community. Food Co-op is great. Uh, it's excuse me a minute, Dory. I'm sorry. I saw somebody walking around with looked like carrot cake. And I thought he was going to bring it to me, but he sat down and put it in front of him. <laughs> the, the food out here looks great at the New Hill Cafe, everybody. So you may want to come out. This, cat, this carrot cake, okay, I could, I could mess up my diet with that one. It's um, a vegetable. It's a vegetable. <laughs> Dory, we're going to take our first break. And then we'll Break come back and talk to you. If you really want the carrot cake, you want to come out to 113 Center Way in Greenbelt, Maryland, to the New Deal Cafe. And right across the, the way is the grocery store and the pharmacy. And then there is also a theater. But we'll be right back, everybody. Don't touch that now. everybody this is Vernon Oaks and we're back on at in Greenbelt we're in the New Deal Cafe at 113 Centerway in Greenbelt Maryland the food looks great they have music which we've talked about every night of the week uh, it's early and we were talking to Dory and Jill about the food co-op so Dory I was going to ask you uh, you said that you volunteer yes how much does it cost to become a member of the food co-op? Um, first off, let me say, anybody can shop at the food co-op. So we're open to anybody who comes down to Roosevelt Center, which is the hub of our old community. Uh, to join the food co-op is $10. $10? $10. It's such a deal. $10. Lifetime. <laughs> Ten macaroonies. If you wish to be a voting member, that's $100. And one of the advantages of membership, in, in addition to participating in the workings of the store and the cooperative, uh, when we have a uh, profit, we share it with the members. And that is voted on by the board of directors and is something that is unique about co-ops. Absolutely. So uh, I've been with this co-op. My husband has been with this co-op since its beginning uh, in leadership and in participation. It's a, it's a, it's a wonderful thing. So, Jill, what's your role? Are you a volunteer? Are you on the board? Or? Well, I'm a member, okay. and I volunteered on the board for a number of years, and now I actually work there as um, the membership, marketing, and community outreach, such as this. Okay. Yes. All right. And so, 
how long have you been a member to? 20 years, and I live in GHI for 20 years. <laughs> My financial institution is the local credit union, and I read the news review, and I give my entertainment here at the New Deal Cafe. <laughs> you, have, you never need to leave Greenbelt. <laughs> I don't. I really seriously don't. Lita knows my car. I've had my car for since 2001 and has 52,000 miles on it, you know? So... <laughs> It's like everything I need is right here. <laughs> Mine is 2017 with almost that many months. Okay. Okay. So anything else that you want to tell us about about the... Um the, the co-op is such a center for our community, and not only is it a place to get refreshment for the body, it's a place to get refreshment for... Uh, other spirits, we have a wonderful wine and beer selection and what's called the Co-op Happy Hour, which is our tastings uh, on Friday afternoons. But it's also a place and always has been a place for the community to gather. If you want to know what's going on at, uh, in Greenbelt, you come shop at the Co-op and you'll run into friends and neighbors that you know and that you don't know. And it's just a marvelous hub for our community and we hope will continue to be so forever. You can't go in the Co-op without someone approaching you. And I serve on the city council, and sometimes it's like, oh, please. (laughs) I don't want to hear this again. (laughs) But most of the time, it's good. And the good thing is also is that we're so conveniently located. I mean, we're in Roosevelt Center, and it is right off of Crescent Road, which is the road that connects Kenilworth Avenue to um, Greenbelt Road. So it's, um, you know, it's easy to get to us. You just need to know where to look. And we're on Crescent Road between Kenilworth Avenue and Greenbelt. Okay, so you do your banking at the credit union. Yes. And we have Mr. David Muse, who's the CEO of Greenbelt Federal Credit Union. Good morning, David. Good morning, Vernon. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being on. And how long have you been with the credit union? A little over two weeks now. Oh, that long. Yeah, that long. 45 years over here in the corner. Right. Two weeks? Two weeks in, October 15th. All right. Start day. So you start in co-op month. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. And so the credit union is right... Next right, door to New right Deal. Right next to the New Deal. My, neighbor, my neighbors. So you're next to the New Deal, and the, the food co-op is to the left over here, right across the... Yeah. Little walkway, little patio here. Exactly. Okay. How many members do you all have? Uh, a little you, over 2,800 members. Oh, you know that in two weeks. Okay. Yes, sir. He's <laughs> made all of them. <laughs> I, I, knew, I knew that before I, I started. <laughs> How was that? What was your relationship before you started? With Greenbelt? Oh, yeah. Well, many years ago, I lived in Greenbelt. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was uh, born in Washington, D.C., uh, raised in Greenbelt, my early, most early childhood memories are of Greenbelt. I lived in uh, what was called Spring Hill Lake at the time, and now Franklin Park Apartments. Um, my family moved to more southern Prince George's County uh, about when I was seven, seven or eight. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm back. All right. <laughs> back home. Okay. Back home. So you have 2,800 members. Mm-hmm. Assets? Uh, a little over 32 million assets. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you didn't loan them at $25 million if they needed it. <laughs> you know, Greenbelt Home. We, we, had, we, we had, didn't need it. Our members paid it in. Right. <laughs> okay, so just, Steve, so your members pay in 
every month the cost of running the business, cost of running the housing, and they have some savings added on to that for future that, needs. That's exactly right. And we call it a, a replacement reserves program, and uh-huh. it's very robust. And we, uh, it's a big deal. We have a huge database of the homes and the components and the trucks and the parking lots and whatnot that need servicing and replacement over time, and we uh, have actually hired a contractor to figure out what those costs might be, and then uh, the board of directors decides how much every year, based on that recommendation, we need to save, and we uh, put that into the monthly member charges, and it's worked out really well. I don't know about the rest of you, but my parents did not save money to replace the roof. Exactly. There you and maybe go. you all exactly. did, but that was not a part of it. And I, I think that's one of the great things about there, co-op. There you, there you go. You, you learn how to put money aside for when. I even remember when somebody broke a window out in my mom's home, and she it was a big deal because she didn't have the money to put the right. window in. That's right. And you've got to have that money saved up. Now, the seventh principle is cooperation among co-ops. So do you... Do any banking of Greenbelt Homes with the credit union? Well, as a matter of fact, the credit Absolutely. union is one of our lenders for you know for people who want to um, uh, you know become a member and live in a Greenbelt home, then uh, they can get a share loan, which is like a mortgage, from the credit union uh, in order to do so. So yes, we do. And and by the way, I have been a member of the Greenbelt Federal Credit <laughs> Union. I think since before you were born. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that a lot. <laughs> okay, Fred. Okay. Which I'm fine with. I love hearing that. Okay. Love hearing that. So yeah. being back home, David, mm-hmm. uh, and you, like you, you, Steve had just said that he's been a member of the credit, the credit union longer than you've been alive. Right. How does it feel in sort of a community base? How does that feel here? It's very embracing. Uh, I've been welcomed with open arms from day one. It's refreshing. And you definitely know you're part of a co-op community uh, the moment you come into to old Greenbelt, as we, as we call it. But as, as uh, Steve mentioned, a large part of our mortgage, technically, uh, portfolio are GH Homes. Um, so we're very proud of that and, and love doing business with them. So prior to working at, at the Federal Credit Union, you were with the Department of Labor Federal Credit Union. And before that, you were with SunTrust Bank. I yes, got your bio. <laughs> okay. So how is it the difference between working for a SunTrust bank and working for a credit union? How does that oh, differ? I always explained that it was it's like a, a breath of fresh air. Uh, I wish I would have started with uh, credit unions many, many years ago in my career. You would never have appreciated the, the yeah. fresh air in this. That, that may be true. <laughs> okay. yeah, that may be true. Okay. Um, uh, now, you know, I learned a lot working in the banks. Uh, and so... I, I appreciate, you know, that that part of my, my career and what I've learned, and it helped me, you know, transition to to the credit unions and and uh, coming over to the credit union from from banks. But it is a, a, a breath of fresh air. One of the bigger differences that you immediately notice and recognize. Um, I could always call on any peer or, or credit un- another credit union. You know, I see you guys are doing great and credit cards or, or small unsecured loans. What are you doing? How are you doing that? And they'll give me the rundown of, you know, whether it's marketing, uh, promotion, their product, what vendor they're using. I'll get any information I need to help my credit union be successful. Now, being at the banks, 
even within my own same company, I could call another branch two blocks over and say, hey, you know, we're part of the same region. Good job on the credit card sales last month. What are you doing? Oh, uh, you know, just, you know, we caught a good caught a couple of good breaks. And so it's really tight lip it's, <laughs> when you're with the bank. But it's all about sharing information and, and helping each other when you're dealing with credit unions and, and co-ops. And so, so that's the refreshing part of it. But there's a lot of refreshing things I've found at co-ops. Mm -hmm. And I'm like you. I did not learn about co-ops until 25 years ago when I started managing housing co-ops. So that's where I learned ah, about okay. them. And I fell in love with leaders I already talked about is open, volunteer and open membership. So that's the first principle, open to everybody, democratic control. Steve said you get elected to the board. That's one member, one vote. Doesn't make any difference how much money you have. One member, one vote. Member economic participation, I think. Mm -hmm. Donnie, Donna talked about that. With Sorry. Dory. With Dory. Dory talked about that, uh, that it costs $100 to get in, and then if there's a surplus or a profit, you get to share that. Autonomy and independence is critical, and now you're talking about, David, number five, education, training, and information. Having taught 12 years, I love it that people just share Absolutely. whatever it is. It's not this competitive. It's mine. You can't have it, okay? And therefore, they get a lot of innovation in co-ops. It's phenomenal, and we've already talked about number six is cooperation among co-ops, whether it's a credit union and homes, uh, working together, to, because it's all for the membership, not for profit. Exactly. you got to make money in order to stay alive and fix those roofs and stuff, but it's, that's not the main reason we're existing. And then there's concern for community, and all of you guys are concerned about Greenbelt and Washington, the DMV, the whole, the whole area. Yeah. Yes, that's right. All right. We are going to take our second break here in a minute. I just want to tell everybody, if you want some good food, come out to 113 <laughs> Centerway Greenbelt, and you can catch them on the web at www.newdealcafe.com. We'll be right back. Please don't touch that down. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. This is Vernon Oaks, and the program is Everything Co-op. And... I'm in Greenbelt having a great conversation with a lot of people here in the New Deal Cafe. You can go to the um, www.newdealcafe.com. You can get the calendar of events. You can get their menu and information about what's going on in the community. And National Co-op Bank sponsors this program. NCB's mission is to support and be an advocate for America's cooperatives and their members, especially in low-income communities by providing innovative financial and related services. I have a sense that Greenbelt is not a low-income community, although the 1,600 Greenbelt Homes GHI have been affordable housing all of this time. And I got it. It's a wealthy community. I have it because of such social wealth that people really support and help each other. I'm getting a lot of nods around the table. Steve? Yes, I'd, um, I'd like to say that uh, Greenbelt homes are some of the most affordable homes in the Washington, D.C. area. You can become a member of Greenbelt Homes and live here in a one-bedroom unit for as little as $60,000. Yep, that's right. And a two-bedroom, two-story unit 
for $110,000 to $130,000. And nowhere else in the Washington, D.C. area can you come close to that kind of affordability. So we're very proud of that, and the Board of Directors works very hard to keep our budgets in check so that that affordability remains into the future. When I was, I came out here probably six years ago, right after Leela was on the program, and I think Sylvia was with yeah. her, and mm-hmm. I came back and I looked at your museum. Oh, yeah. Who wants to talk about your museum? Which one? Oh, the museum, it was okay, uh, yeah. something that we, um, actually, I, when I was working at GHI as the information specialist, it was the 50th anniversary coming up of, of Greenbelt, and we thought, what would be the best thing? for Greenbelt to have to celebrate its 50th anniversary and we set a museum in the original one of the original homes so we started looking where would we like it well we'd like it close to the center so people could walk and see the other things around Greenbelt and one lady said oh, well I'm willing to sell my house and and then that was what the citizens did they voted to to become a member of GHI so the city itself the government the city is a member of GHI and that's really interesting. Relationship. Oh, so they bought that home. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's an interesting relationship. But if you go there, it's in what uh, on one of the more unique uh, types. You know, we have the frames, the bricks, and the blocks. The blocks being the flat roof, and uh, that is that's where the um, museum is, and one of the block units, and one of the more uh, interesting original uh, floor plans, I think. Well, I was struck by the smallness of the, it, it, it was in the 30s and the 40s building not huge um, appliances or furniture, and so it was using the space extremely well, which is what I like. I used to, I was one of them hippies also, I had a VW Catmobile for about 10 <laughs> or 15 years. In the space, they used every inch of space in it, and that was the same thing I found in one of these homes. And the other thing I liked a lot was the compost outside. Oh, yeah. A place to put the compost. I'm going, oh, we're just now getting back to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting that what the homes may be, may be smaller, but you don't need a big home when no. you can walk right outside and you have a park. Yeah. You live in a park. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Playgrounds everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Sylvia, how many playgrounds? Oh, I have. I have no idea, but there are probably certainly one every two super blocks, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I more think, than that. I think I counted them once for a project, and it was over 70. And then, yeah. then we have a relationship yeah. with uh, all the homeowners associations in town, including GHI, that if you want the city to, to help you maintain your playgrounds, we'll do that. We'll share the expenses. Yeah, and it works. Yeah. It's interesting about the museum because I'm originally from England, and when this idea came up, I was opposed to it. I said, <laughs> a museum for something that's 50 years old? Come on. Oh, okay. but, but as it turns out, all the other museums are saying how great it is that you are able to get the original furniture because people still have it and are giving you know, wow. when they their parents die you get the furniture so that's why you you when you go into the museum you can see the original furniture for that right. period it's yeah and i liked it a lot so yeah. sylvia lewis who's with the greenbelt news review what is that 
Okay. When the city was originally formed, right away, the people who were chosen to be members, not members, but residents, were chosen because they wanted to be involved. That was part of the that was criterion of the, mm -hmm. of the federal government. And there was a group of journalists or journal students that got together and formed a journalist uh, club and put out a paper. And this was right at the very beginning, 1937. Yeah, what was that, it called? Uh, huh? What was it called? Back then, it was the... Um, <laughs> You're going to have to tell the me. Cooperator. The cooperator. The <laughs> cooperator. Okay. That's right. That's right. It was the cooperator, and it stayed that name into the 50s. Um, when the McCarthy scare and the red baiting and all that took place, and they kind of divorced from that name and called it the Greenbelt News Review. <laughs> I think one, that was all, yeah. One of the reasons the National Co-op Bank is sponsoring this program is to get the word about co-ops because it, and I've just found out recently that people that were using that name, co-op, stopped using it because they were called communists or exactly. socialists and all of this exactly. stuff. Yeah. And it's so far from the state version of communism or socialism. Yeah. Yeah. It is a version where people come together, they own it, they control it, and they get the profits. And that's what I like about it. It's the only way I know that everyday people can make money where these one percenters are getting, I think, 67% of every new dollar goes to 1% of, of, the, of the folks, of the Americans. And that means that the other, I think it's 33%, if my math is right, goes to the rest of us. 99% of us get 33% of every new dollar. Yeah, yeah. And so the only way I know to, to change that is through co-ops. So yeah. we put some money in, which we already talked about, and you you able to take the money back when there's a profit. Yeah. Now, of course, the news review is a worker co-op. And uh, so we don't get, we uh, don't have that many employees as such, uh -huh. but we do have members, and to become a member, you have to work. You have to do something if to, to produce that newspaper. I'm on the ad desk. I, I work with the advertisers. Getting okay. The, yeah. Um, but we have about 60 members who do that, and if we make money, then uh, they, they get um, a dividend. And one of the interesting parts of the history is that the, the news review was sued and the case went all the way to the Supreme Court and the news review won. It had uh, pro bono lawyers from the Washington Post that fought the case for us and it was a freedom of information case. The, the paper was sued because it reported what someone had said in a city council meeting, not a, not a council member. <laughs> reported the news. Then they reported the news, and the developer who was being criticized by that person sued the paper and sued the editor of the paper. Mm -hmm. And the whole community put, for, put up money to fight that case. Oh, and it won. What year was oh, that, Sylvia? Well, it... The, the decision was in the 70s, 1972, I think. Mm. But the case was wow. earlier. That It started a lot earlier than that. Yeah. So you're being from England. England. Originally, yes. So everything there is at least a 1,000 years old, right? Of so, course. So 50. <laughs> Calling me. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Something being 50 years old is not... Now, how old is 
GHI now. Okay, okay so Our, the the town was built uh, between 1935 and 1942, uh, but the co-op uh, came into being in 1952. So 1952 would be 50, uh, 67 years. It would be our 67th year, I guess. Okay. Did I do that right? Yeah, I think so. I didn't. So at 67, I know that the NCBA, National Cooperative Business Alliance, has been around 100 years. Mm-hmm. And Since 1916. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> I used so to 100, work. 103 <laughs> years, okay. I know we did their, we, we that whole year when they celebrate their 100th year, yeah. we, they, we did a show that whole year celebrating them. Uh, Cabot Creamery, mm-hmm. which is a marketing or producer cooperative, is now in their 100th year. So you guys are babies at 67, but from care to England. Yeah, well, yeah, and the news review is, let's face it, we're 82 years old. Okay. Not quite as old as me, but we're 82 years old. <laughs> okay. So, David, what kind of specials do you have going on on the credit union right now for people to borrow money or get money on their CDs? or? Well, we have a, quite a few things going on. We have a home improvement a holiday special going on. Uh, borrows up to uh, 6000 as lo- a rate as low as 6%. We have uh, auto loan special, rates as low as 2.74, no payments for 60 days. Uh, we have the Visa uh, credit card. It's a fixed rate, 9.9% fixed rate, so no balance transfer fees. So all the holidays uh, uh, spending that you do, please transfer those balances onto our low fixed rate credit card. There's no balance transfer fee, no annual fees. Uh, so quite a few uh, promotions and specials going on right now. Um, but uh, we're excited about this time of year and being able to help everyone have an enjoyable holiday. Okay, so other credit cards are t- at 21%. Why would you do a, what did you say, 9 yeah, what is it? yeah, fixed rate, 9.9%. Fixed rate. Why would you do something like that? I mean, that just doesn't seem to make, you know, getting my MBA was always right. uh, getting more money, grabbing. Why would you go with so low at... Well, you, you touched on it a little earlier, Vernon, when we talked about sharing and, and, and how co-ops work and, and how that was, those profits go back to the members. And so um, the Greenbelt Federal Credit Union is very strong financially, and, and, and one of the ways we uh, take care of our members and, and reward our members is the profit that we earn. Uh, it goes back to our members in lower uh, loan rates and, and then on higher deposit rates. And so we can we, we can offer you a, a fixed rate of nine point nine percent for our uh, for our members. Uh, uh, we can offer you an auto loan as low as two point seven four percent because of uh, the, we're, we're set up as a, a co-op and, and and we want those profits and that revenue to go back to our memberships. Okay, so it's not about profit; it's about people. About people. Okay, uh, people helping people credit union movement. Yeah, you know, um, the News Review has about 8,500 copies per issue. We're a weekly paper, uh, but we're also online, and so anyone in the audience can see what is going on around Greenbelt through what's in the News Review. And all practically every co-op either has an ad or has a story in the in the paper every week. And the um, the website is www.greenbeltnewsreview.com. 
You can go not only to the current issue, but you can go to the archives. And we're recently um, digitalizing all our archives so that from the earliest issue up to the most current, you'll be able to read the stories. And they're fascinating as you read through what happened in the 30s and the 40s and the 50s and the 60s. You go all the way back there. Yes. Well, right now we're, we're doing that now. We had uh, several grants, and the University of Maryland has been tremendously helpful in, uh, in putting that all together. So it will be the living history of Greenbelt, really, because the paper started in 37. So I'm out here in Greenbelt with one, two, three, four, five, six lovely people, and we've had a couple others come in and left. Um, we're at the New Deal Cafe. That's at 113 Center Way in Greenbelt, Maryland. Talking about this community and how vibrant it is and how people help each other and work together, which is the reason for co-ops. But Greenbelt probably has more co-ops per capita than... I, I think we probably have, um, well, Davis, California likes to think that they have more co-ops than we do, but we like to think we do. <laughs> We're going to take our first next break, our final break, and we'll be right back, everybody. 1450 WOL. back, everybody. This is Vernon Oaks. We're in Greenbelt, Maryland, uh, which uh, Lita Mack was just talking before we took break that she and David Thompson, David has been on the program quite a few years, uh, quite a few times. He's out in Davis. They kind of debate back and forth <laughs> of who has the most co-ops per capita. But I want to say something to you all. Uh, I had a lady on from Finland. Mm-hmm. Finland won uh, last year United Nations will decide who are the happiest people in the world. And Finland won it that year. So I had a lady on the program who said that they had the most co-ops per capita in the world. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about in the U.S. here. And she said that the reason they won the happiest, that they have the happiest people, is because they have more co-ops. And people feel in a community what you all have already been talking about, which causes folks to be happy because of this community. So, with that happiness, let's talk about dancing and music here for a minute. (laughs) Amethyst, what's coming up in the New Deal? Well, tonight we have the Green Top Ramblers, and we will be they they uh, will be performing Irish music for Celtic Halloween, which is today, and tomorrow night we have Fractal Cat, which is a psychedelic rock band, and we're going to be having a fantastic costume party. So throw something on and come on out. Saturday night we have Big Boy Little Band, which is blues. And Sunday, we have Four Shilling Short. Uh, they're multi-instrumentalists that perform uh, music from all over the world, from India, from Ireland again. Uh, they perform Renaissance music. They're a fantastic duo. We're really lucky to have them. Fantastic. Okay. So, and it's free. It's free. Come yeah. on up and you can we do never- a tip. We, uh, yes, please tip the band. Uh, we have a great beer and wine selection. It's a great atmosphere at the cafe. Really friendly crowd. I like to say it's like a funkified cheers. And everybody knows your name. That, that's very true. <laughs> and you very can true. pick up food here in the cafe and take it back and sit anywhere you want? Yeah, absolutely. Or we'll deliver it to you. It's all, it's all one restaurant. We have a front room and a back room, but it's all the same place. 
Okay. And, Jill, won't you talk about what's coming up? What do you have coming up at the... Uh well, on Friday nights, um, Friday afternoon from 4 to 7, uh, before you come to the New Deal Cafe, stop by the co-op and for our wine tasting. Um, there's a dollar off for, every, um, for the bottles of wine that we're using as the, uh, the tasting that night. It's a dollar off. But, uh, yeah, it's a great chance for people to try a new wine they haven't had before and, and uh, you know, okay. decide if they want it or not. So you can so. come and taste wine, get, yeah. get a little buzz going, and yeah. then come and listen to the music. Oh, That's yeah. Right. Get some more yeah. wine and yeah. beer over here. Yeah, you know. wine and entertainment. Yes. Wine and entertainment. <laughs> All within walking distance. <laughs> yes, you don't have to drive. <laughs> okay. Okay, David. Yes, sir. Uh, you have some kind of educational program going on? Well, April is Financial Literacy Month, and so every year the credit union has a financial literacy that they set up for, for our members. But what we'll be uh, implementing here soon uh, are financial workshops that we want to do quarterly. So I want listeners to, to be on the lookout. Visit our website at www.greenbeltfcu.com. Uh, or read your no local uh, news review because we uh, advertise uh, in, in the news review regularly and, and consistently. Uh, so look look out for the, for our workshops, and, and those workshops will cover uh, retirement planning, generating re retirement income, uh, home buying from A to Z, understanding your credit, uh, and we like to try to uh, get that started right away and incorporated where it's uh, maybe held at the credit union, if not at uh, or the community center where there may be a little more space, and uh, this is for anyone uh, within the community to come on out. Get uh, your financial literacy, get educated, and uh, just another way that we like to try to contribute to uh, to our community. Here. So when you say the community, are you just talking about Greenbelt or anybody in the DMV or in the United States if they wanted to come on by to get knowledge? For the financial workshops, anyone can come on down and get that knowledge. Uh, knowledge is power, so we want to share that. Um, now, we'd love for you to be a part of the, the, the community, a part of Greenbelt, part of the, uh, the Greenbelt Federal Credit Union membership, uh, of course. But, you know, we want to share this and pay, and pay it forward, uh, this knowledge that we've gained over the years of our, our, our career. And so we understand that, uh, you know, a, a community like Greenbelt, where uh, that I've recognized and noticed immediately how committed uh, the, the residents are, uh, of giving back and being engaged within the community. Uh, we just want to hop on, on board and be a part of that in any way. And so that's how we, we're looking to, uh, uh, to keep paying it forward within Greenbelt. Two, two quick questions. Yes, sir. Do you have to be a member? Or do you have to be um, a resident of Greenbelt to join the Federal Credit Union? Or? Uh, you can either be a resident, uh, work in Greenbelt, a volunteer in Greenbelt, uh, Some way related to Greens, exactly. you can become a member. Exactly, exactly. And once you're a member, your family, uh, your family members are, are eligible for membership as well. Okay. The other thing is, uh, when you talk about all those low rate loans, what's yes. your default rate? Our default rate, I believe, is maybe as low as point one two. I recently uh, looked, uh, so very, very low. Uh, and, and when you compare that to our peer group. In the banks. In our banks. Um, in particular, we just uh, recently had a meeting, and GHI uh, was highlighted, uh, I think, over the entire lifetime of working with GHI homes. We may have had one 
uh, one one foreclosure uh, in all the years of doing uh, doing uh, working with the GHI. So um, you know, very very low as far as delinquencies and default. So in talking to other credit union uh, CEOs, I've gotten the information that that is because. It is a co-op, and that members support each other, mm-hmm. and you do things to help somebody when they get in trouble. What? Why do you think it's so low that people really pay back what they say they're going to do? Well, they understand that you know the credit union is going to be here for them. Uh, you know, one, yes, we have the low loan rates, but because we're part of that community, we we know the members, and so mm-hmm. this is how they all started when banks wouldn't lend. Uh, to a community or to a work group, these are how credit unions were formed. Uh, so you you always had that sense that you could go to the credit union when no one else would would, would lend to you. And so when you can rely on someone like that or, or a credit union like that, um, you make a priority uh, to pay to pay back to do what you say you're going to do. Absolutely. And I got that banks are interested in three things. I've learned uh, <laughs> they're interested in getting their money back. <clears throat> they're into the first thing. The second thing they're interested in is getting their money back. The third thing they're interested <laughs> in is getting their money back. Okay. And all in that, they're interested. Capitalists are in three things, profit, profit, profit. Okay. But credit unions I've come to learn is interested in people first. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of your, one of your, not competitor, one of your friendly competitors says, our members are our mission. I don't think that's Navy Federal. I hear that all the time uh, on the uh, radio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the the people first, the planet second, <clears throat> the social responsibility is one of the critical pieces. I like the ethical values of co-ops, mm-hmm. honesty, openness, social responsibility, and caring for one another. And that sort of said people, planet, and then profit. You have to make profit, but that's not the main thing. Right. So you go for longer-term decision-making and not just profit. And that's what the members do also. Longer-term decisions, let's pay this back so that the credit union will be here for me when I need it the next time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we only have a couple minutes left. I want to start with Lita. Lita, do you like living in Greenbelt, and do you like being around co-ops? Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, you know, at one point, my uh, daughter and her, her new husband were looking to uh, buy a house, and they um, found uh, a really uh, inexpensive house out in Virginia, and it was really funny. The, um, the uh, realtor said to them, well, this is a co-op. Do you know what that is? And they just laughed because she grew up in a co-op. <laughs> okay. And that's why it was inexpensive, I'm sure. Amethyst, what about you? I love living in a cooperative. I love living in Greenbelt. Everything is walkable. This whole community was designed in the 30s by the Roosevelt to be walkable and highly livable. I feel like our quality of life on a day-to-day basis is so much higher than living in a suburb somewhere. Okay. Jill? Um, one thing that's special is that for every $1,000 a shopper spends at their local food co-op, 1604 um, stays in the, the community. in the community. And that's 15% more than a conventional grocery store. And that's the statistics from NCBA. Okay. I just wanted to stress that. So, yeah, we love living here. Dave? Dave? Yep, glad to be back, as I mentioned before, and uh, yes, I'm, I'm excited about being part of Greenbelt. It's the most engaged and committed uh, community that I've ever been a part of, and I've lived in Prince George County my entire life. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah, I've lived here for 50 years. My husband and I moved here when our children were little, and we moved to give our children independence because they could walk everywhere. They could walk to school. They could walk to the community center. They could walk everywhere. Um, I am now in my 80s, and I can walk everywhere, and I love it. Okay. Yeah, we wouldn't move anywhere else. (laughs) All right. And Steve, what about you? Well, you know, my wife and I moved here when we had a one-year-old, and uh, we really had no idea what we were letting ourselves in for. But it has turned out to be the best place to raise a family that you possibly could imagine, and uh, particularly in the Washington area where there is so much energy and hubbub. So um, it turned out to be a great decision. Great decision. Thank you guys very much. Everybody out there, uh, this is Greenbelt in the Cooperative World. We'll see you next Thursday, and please live cooperatively. Thank you. 1450 WOL.